Welcome to Drop the Bags, Bitch, the podcast, where we talk about healing from traumatic marriages and divorces. I'm your host, Melinda Gerdung, certified life coach, domestic violence survivor, and the divorce coach for women who want to get over their ex and live their best life. Hey, my friends. So today I wanted to talk about grief and divorce. Something that was really unexpected for me in my divorce was how overcome with grief I was. And I did not expect that because I had wanted the divorce. It was my idea. And it had been an incredibly toxic and abusive relationship. So I couldn't understand why I was like despondent with grief after leaving. I, th- I thought that I would leave and it would be like free at last, bursting with joy, and that was not the case. I could barely function, I could barely get out of bed in the morning, and I was crying all the time. I actually thought that I was going to become known at work as the cubicle crier because I was either crying in my own cube or ending up crying in other people's cubes because it would just come over me randomly. Like I would be standing there talking to a coworker about something and suddenly I would be crying and I'd be, it would just come out of nowhere. And it turns out it's actually very normal to grieve after any relationship ends, even a toxic one. Much of the grief I experienced was not even so much grief over him it was grief over other things that I was losing like we had to sell the house that I love because I could not afford to buy him out so I was grieving the loss of my home and I was holed up in a spare bedroom in my grandma's house so I was also grieving my independence and I had a certain financial security being in a marriage given that you know if I lost my job there was another income that could be used so in a way I was also grieving that loss of that sense of financial security not to mention in a dual income household with a dual income lifestyle when you go down to one income it means that you know your your income is suddenly cut in half and I would have to make lifestyle changes so in a way I I had to grieve the loss of my lifestyle I had had dreams of buying a beach house in Oregon that I knew I could not do on my own and so I grieved the loss of that dream and then there was the fantasy or the hope that I had held on to for so long of how things could be or should be I was finally letting that go and I had to grieve the loss of that as well. It was really grieving the life that I thought I should have had, grieving the loss of that mental image that I had of what my life should be. There can be lots of grief post-divorce depending on the situation that you find yourself in. There might be grief over the person you thought you knew or the version of them that existed in the past and is no longer existing. There might be grief over the future you 
envisioned. You have a vision of growing old with someone and sitting on the front porch in your rockers and reminiscing on the good old days and that goes away. And there might be grief for what you wanted for your kids. Part of what makes divorce such a huge traumatic event is the way that it touches every facet of your life. It's not just a relationship ending. It's it's the whole life that is ending, almost like like a death. So of course there is grief. I actually had a very unhealthy judgment of my grief. I kept thinking like it could have been worse and I have so much to be grateful for so I shouldn't feel this way. And that's the sort of toxic thinking that I inherited from the Mormon cult actually. And this sort of judgment does not help with grief. It just compounds the suffering because then you have grief topped off with shame. At that time, I really didn't know how to handle grief. It was really my first real encounter with, with grief. And I didn't really know how to deal with it. It became very obvious that a lot of people don't know how to deal with grief. I received all kinds of not very helpful advice. My mother actually suggested that the solution to my grief was to lose myself in service to others, that I needed to just do all the things for other people and then I would feel better. I can understand where she's coming from with that, but also at that point, I was so despondent that I didn't have very much energy. Like I would get up and get dressed and then I'd have to lay right back down because just the act of putting clothes on took like every ounce of energy that I had. Like I did not have anything in the tank to give anyone. And to her credit, I think a lot of people's advice to dealing with grief is distraction. And I'm not saying all distraction is bad. Actually, I think reading murder mysteries got me through that time, like for real. But the attempt to minimize or deny my experience in that way was not helpful. Grief demands to be felt. There isn't actually any running from it because it does catch up with you. What I wish I had known about grief is that the only way over it is through it. Grief kind of comes in waves and the way to get through it is to allow the grief to be there and not fighting it or judging it, not bottling it up, just noticing how the grief feels in the body and staying present with the sensations of the grief and being a compassionate witness to those feelings. Self-compassion is the balm for getting through tough things. Self-compassion and allowing the grief to exist in your body is what allows you to move through each phase of the grief cycle and eventually end up at acceptance. And this is where you can begin to move forward into the future. I think it is not hate that is the opposite of love. It is grief. Grief and love are the two sides of that same coin. 
You cannot have one without the other. And when I feel grief, I like to honor the presence of the love that was once there. Because if there was grief, it means there was once love. And it feels very healing to me to honor that love and to honor my own capacity for love and to give myself that recognition. Kind of like how we do funerals to honor our loved ones. And for me, it is the same sort of like putting to rest energy that I find very healing for grief. I think of a lot of the time we are in a hurry to feel better. We want to rush ourselves out of our feelings. But think about if you had a friend and you told them how something was hurting you and they told you to just hurry up and get over it. How would you feel? Probably pretty crappy. And it is the same thing when we are rushing ourselves. It is minimizing our experience and denying our feelings, which can actually prolong the experience and make it harder to get over. It can actually be like almost like a low-key trauma when you deny your feelings. Or sometimes if you're like me, you might find yourself unwilling to feel your own feelings. And I do this a lot, actually. I will dissociate and kind of go numb and not feel anything for a while. I actually did this recently. I, I about a month ago, moved into a new house and I had been feeling kind of off, like a melancholy kind of energy. And I was like all ready to sage the house because I'm like, what the fuck is up with me? Like this funk just won't leave. But I ended up having a friend kind of slow me down and walk me through what I was feeling and help me process what I was actually feeling. And when I dropped into my body, it felt like my throat was closed off. It obviously wasn't because I was breathing, but it had that tight, closed off feeling. And when I leaned into that feeling and stayed with it, I found the melancholy underneath it as kind of a heaviness in the center of my chest. And that feeling, as I stayed with it, I recognized it as grief. So I stayed with that grief and asked it why it was there. I got several answers that came to mind, but one that that I was getting was that I was grieving my townhouse. It was kind of the end of an era. This townhouse was the first house that I bought on my own post-divorce. It's the place that I rebuilt my life from scratch. It is filled with such great memories. And even though I was excited to move on to this next chapter of my life, I was feeling grief for that chapter of my life ending. Or rather, I hadn't been allowing myself to feel it because it was all jammed up in my throat. But allowing the grief let it move and I was able to feel a sense of peace again. The grief still came and went for a little while after that, but I made the point of letting it be there and acknowledging the love I had for that time in my life. And now it seems to have passed. I'm no longer feeling that funky feeling. I feel more like me. All right, my friends, until next time.
Take care. Hey, so if you're liking what you're hearing on the podcast, you'll definitely want to check out my mailing list. It's where I send all my little tips and tricks for fast-tracking your healing. Plus, I'll send you my breakup survival guide when you subscribe. You can find me at melindagerdoncoaching.com slash subscribe. See you there.